Welcome to another episode of Faithfully Unscripted, the show that gives real-life stories on how to navigate our faith when our humanness gets in the way. I'm your host, T. Sade, and today we are talking about being on time. Now, I feel a little silly talking about this subject because this is the third time that I have tried to post or redo this episode. So it's a whole new year. Anybody that's been following us it's taken me a minute to post this episode. And every time I got ready to do it, I felt like it wasn't right or I record and mess up. So happy new year, everybody. Happy 2024. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry it's been a minute. But ironically, we are going to talk about faithfully on time today. So Remember back in the day when everybody was making like slow motion videos on IG, like on Instagram, and then that was like really trending and it was really popular. And then another season came where nobody was making slow motion videos. Everybody was doing the time lapse videos where the time lapse looks like everything is like 3000 minutes, you know, 3000 miles at a time. And so over time, I bring that up because it's like, over time, our culture is never quite sure on their opinion of time. One season, everybody was making the slow-mo videos, and then that wasn't cool. And then everybody switched over to the time-lapse videos. So my point about this is that our culture is never sure about how we feel about time. It's forever changing. So let's talk about time, punctuality, and God's time. Hope you're ready. All right, so first, let's define what punctual means. So when I think about being on time, I always equate that to punctuality. So let's talk about what punctuality actually is defined as. Punctuality or being punctual is defined as happening or doing something at the agreed or proper time. And another word is being prompt. So let's talk about this in the scripture because there are so many stories about time and seasons. But today I kind of want to focus on Two really big stories in particular that you may be familiar with already. So when it comes to timing, right, we're thinking time and doing things at an appropriate manner or an appointed season. And I couldn't help but think about Joseph because I don't know how much you know about the story of Joseph, but we're going to get into that today. But Joseph's life was... I mean, he went through a lot. Um, if you are looking for this in the scripture yourself, you'll find this in Genesis 37. So we're going to talk about all the parts of Joseph in his timing and all the things that happened to him. So backstory on Joseph, I'll give you a summary of Joseph's life. Joseph was favored amongst all of his brothers by his father. He had these amazing dreams that no one could quite understand what they meant. But he was always eager to share these dreams that he had. And his brothers uh, really started to not like him all that much. His father gave him this beautiful coat that he would flash around. So he was like, it's like he knew he was the man. Like everybody knew it. And his brothers, 
did not like it. <laughs> so his brothers decided, you know what? If I see this coat one more time, I'm going to go crazy. So his brothers all came together and decided that they were going to get rid of Joseph because they were sick of him. They were sick of the attention that he was getting. And he kept sharing all these dreams where it was as if they were going to be serving him one day. And they just weren't cool with it. So in Genesis 37, we find out that the brothers decide that they're going to kill him because they're just sick of him. So they take his brother, they take Joseph out and as they decide what they're going to do with him, they throw him in a pit. They're just like, we're going to throw him in a pit. We're going to get rid of him. We're going to put blood on his coat and we're going to tell our dad that Joseph just happened to die. Okay. So while they were sitting down to eat, they saw a group of Ishmaelite traders that were heading their way. So after they put Joseph in the pit and were pretty satisfied with what they did, they changed their mind. So you know what? We've, there's some traders coming up. We're going to take Joseph and we're going to sell him for 20 pieces of silver. And so that's what they did. So they were sold to the traders. And the person who actually ended up purchasing Joseph from the traders was Potiphar. And Potiphar just happened to be an officer of Pharaoh. Potiphar was the captain of the palace's guard. So let's just talk about Joseph, okay? Joseph is really going through it. His brothers are sick of him. They throw him in a pit. They change their mind. They grab him out of the pit. They sell him to a trader, a, sell, a slave trader. And then after he gets sold to the trader, he ends up getting sold to Potiphar. And Potiphar just happens to be the captain of the palace guard. So while it looks like Joseph is living a very crappy life right now, believe it or not, this this crazy, crazy situation that he's going through is setting him up for his future. So he ends up being with with Potiphar. And when he gets to Potiphar's house, he becomes like basically in charge of Potiphar's house, which is amazing. Now, I don't know how you would feel, but if I was Joseph and I was having all these amazing dreams and having this wonderful coat and all of a sudden my brothers pretty much kidnapped me and sold me into slavery and I ended up being in a whole nother person's house in a whole nother situation where I'm being sold and being treated like property, I think I would kind of feel away because that is not exactly the dreams that I was having. So I can imagine that Joseph is like, what is going on with my life? Where are these dreams that I had? But consider the timing of all this happening. Now, true, I will say that while he was at Potiphar's house, it probably wasn't an ideal situation for Joseph. But every moment in Joseph's life was ordered for his divine assignment that would take years later, years later, the things that Joseph was dreaming about and all the things that he knew or felt in his heart that he was going to do or be, that didn't happen automatically. Instead, he was going through all these other situations and all these other touch points and places that eventually got him to what he would do later, which was save a nation. If you haven't read the story of Joseph, I hope this is enough to intrigue you to go back and read it because the story doesn't stop at Potiphar's house. It is There's so much more that happens to Joseph and it, he ends up, Finally, after all these situations happen to Joseph, he ends up being the person that interprets the dreams that the king is having. And in those dreams, 
what he was able to interpret saved an entire nation. And eventually he ended up seeing his brothers and his dad again. So can you imagine like going through all this drama and all this craziness and it started with the fact that your brother sold you? Talk about timing. I think I would feel away. Now, I don't know how much time passed before Joseph reunited with his brothers, but I would imagine that he would be, you know, I think he would feel away. But my whole point of talking about the story of Joseph is that timing is everything. And even though Joseph got those dreams and he was interpreting dreams while he was younger, the timing of all that stuff, it didn't even come into fruition until years later. Like a long time passed before any of that stuff ever happened. And the situations and the circumstances that he was in all led up to the person that Joseph was supposed to be. So it just so happened that when Joseph was sold, it just so happened to be the time that the Ishmaelites traders were going to be there. And then so the brothers decided to sell him. And then it just so happened that the traders sold him to Potiphar, who actually was in charge of the palace's guard. And then after he was at Potiphar's for a while, he ended up being in the palace prison. And then after he ended up being in the palace prison, he ended up being closer to the king or because he was in the same atmosphere, even though he was in the prison. When the king needed somebody to interpret his dreams, Joseph was already there. He was already there just in prison. And because he was already there and because he had already helped some other people and interpret some dreams for some other people while he was in prison. It was perfectly timed for the king to call on Joseph to translate his dreams. And also it was perfectly timed that Joseph was able to interpret the dreams so that he could prepare the nation for the famine that was coming. So even though you are in a crazy season in your life, everything that happens in your life The things that are good, bad, and even the confusing things are perfectly timed for what God has for you to do. Okay, so let's talk about Moses. Moses is another person where timing was so, so important. If you want to read this for yourself, this story about Moses, we're not going to talk about his whole life. We're going to talk about the very first part of his life, which I say starts in Exodus 2. So the story of Moses, we're just going to talk about his mother and how unique the situation was. So during the season when Moses was born, it was told to every uh, midwife that any boy, any any person has a boy needs to be thrown into the river. We don't want the boys. We're worried about how strong the nation might become. So any boy that is born, throw them into the Nile. Okay. so Moses's mother heard about this decree, and she decided to put him in a basket into the Nile River. So, I mean, technically, she kind of did what she was supposed to do. I mean, he did end up in the river, which is kind of what the king said, but she waited until her son was about six months or so. So she didn't throw him in the river right away. But she decided to put him in a basket in the Nile River. Now, watch, watch how crazy this story is with timing. The moment that she put her son into the Nile River in a basket. If you look at Exodus 2 verse 5, it says, Soon Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe in the river and she saw the basket. So she sent her attendants to go get it. Now keep in mind that Moses' mother hid Moses. Actually, she hid him for three months. Sorry, I don't want to be incorrect. She hid Moses for three months 
before this even happened, okay? So think about how many times the Pharaoh's daughter comes down to take a bath. I'm sure she takes a bath all the time, right? Has never seen no baby in a basket ever before this very moment, okay? So consider the timing of this. This is so precise because this is the beginning of Moses' life story. So the timing is so important here because at this moment when Pharaoh's daughter sees this baby, this is the moment that Moses is taken out of the basket and the Pharaoh's daughter asks a particular woman to raise this son and this son Moses becomes one of pretty much in the castle, like in the um, kingdom, ends up being pretty much raised as an Egyptian prince. And it all happened at this particular moment in time when Moses' mother decided to put him in a basket in the Nile. Think about the timing of that. And it just so happens that that's the beginning of the story of Moses. And that leads to his future. All the things that happened in Moses' life started with the divine timing of his mother putting him in a basket in the Nile River, which just so happened to be the exact time or soon after that Pharaoh's daughter goes out to take a bath and she notices that baby in that basket. Think about the timing of how how strategically planned that is. It's insane. And only God can do something like that. Another thing about timing is Noah. Um, last person is Noah and the ark. So you know the story of Noah and the ark. God tells him to build this massive boat. He's like, build this boat. I'm sick of these people. I'm paraphrasing. I'm definitely paraphrasing. God is angry with the people. He's like, Noah, build this boat. This is how big it needs to be. Do this and do this and get this done. So think about this. When we talk about timing, what if Noah ignored God's instruction because he didn't see any rain? Okay. First of all, I don't know that there was ever a flood before this time. I don't know if there's any mention of rain before this time. So you have to imagine God coming to Noah to talk to him about something that he had never even heard of. What if Noah was like, what? This sounds crazy. I don't want to do this right now. I don't even know what rain is. What is a flood? Is that, I mean, I don't even understand what a flood is. Where am I going to get all these tools? Like what, what is going on? What if he questioned God and, and put that off? And what an impact, what impact would that have when you, we talk about timing? What impact would that have had on his future and the world? And so I bring up this story, um, not to go into full detail about this story, but timing matters so much. Even when God tells you to do something, don't put it off. Because what if Noah was like, okay, God, whatever, and maybe put it off two or three more days. What if God was like, okay, no, you're not going to listen to me. Well, I'm not going to save you or your family either. So I'm just going to take everybody out. You know, you never know. You never know how important the timing is when God's when God asks you to do something. So you should always just do it right away because you just don't know. And luckily for us, Noah decided to follow the instructions that God gave him. And because he did that, his family was saved. So timing is so important and God takes timing very, very seriously. So let's talk about time in your life. I know that timing is really hard. It's really hard for me. And a lot of times we say, we're too late for this or we're too late for that. But I want you to remember that you might say that you're late, but God says that you're on time. So when we talk about time, I want you to think about a couple things. Number one, whose clock matters, yours or his? The world clock and his clock are two different things. 
God is not bound by our timeline. He actually created time. So we as people can't speed it up and we can't slow it down. There's no such thing as I'm supposed to have a kid by this time or I'm supposed to do this by this time because God isn't bound by our timeline on what we want. He created time. So we can't speed it up. We can't slow it down and we can't change it. So you should remember that when it comes to time. Also, society really only captures one snapshot of an entire season. So all those flashy social media pictures, when you're on Instagram, you see everybody living their best life and all this stuff. That's just a snapshot. Unfortunately, people don't record all the time how many years it takes them to get to where they are, how much time took for these moments to happen. You only see the end result. So a lot of times our society, we really don't show the time that it takes to make it to the top. And that's unfortunate because I think if people showed the trueness of how long it takes them to get somewhere, I think it would give more realistic insight on the work that has to be done to get to a particular place in your life. There's a very famous soccer player, uh, Lionel Messi, that says he quoted a very cool statement that I wanted to share with you guys today. It says, it took me 17 years and 114 days to become an overnight success. So everybody is saying that this soccer player just blew up overnight. He said it took him 17 years to become an overnight success. So just think about that. We don't know the backstory of his life. Luckily, he told us he, he didn't just wake up one day and everybody just was just all over him and giving him all this attention. It took time and it took a lot of work that a lot of people, including myself, didn't get to witness. So I'm so glad that he was able to be upfront about his success that he has today and how long that took him. Also, when it comes to success, it's important to remember in timing. We're talking about timing, not so much success, but we're talking about time. What I want to remind you guys about time also is that what is meant for you is yours regardless, okay? There is no competition for what God has prepared for you in your future. It belongs to you. It's not going anywhere. You don't have to do this or that. What is meant for you is yours. So it doesn't really matter how long it takes. That's your journey. And It's going to be there at the end. So you don't have to worry about trying to hurry up to please God or you're moving too slow or you should have this or that done. What is meant for you is yours, regardless of, of the process. So keep that in mind as well. Also, God can see the entire picture of our life and we just see what is close to us in the moment. So he strategically orchestrates so many things so that everything leads up to our purpose. When we talk about Joseph just a little bit, God divinely orchestrated all those things that happened to Joseph so that at the particular time when it was the right time for everyone involved to save an entire nation, that's when Joseph got to his purpose. And yes, he had to go through a couple obstacles and I'm sure he was very confused about what was happening to his life, but God had a purpose for all those things and all those things led up to the things that Joseph ended up doing um, in his life that changed the nation that he was in. And also, when we talk about timing, I have a story, too, I want to add about this. So my best friend, I met her the very last day that I was living on campus. So long story short, children or teenagers, if you're listening, please 
stay on campus. Do not do what I did. I thought I was an adult. I thought I was a grown up. And I decided to move off campus my freshman year. So I moved off campus. I had a boyfriend. I had an apartment. I was 18 years old. And I just thought this was the best route for me. I was very, very wrong. (laughs) But on the very last day of me uh, literally moving my stuff out of my dorm, I met this amazing person who is my best friend today. And I remember talking to her and she was like, hey, where do you live? Where are you staying? I said, you know what? Actually, this is my last day on campus. I'm literally moving out today. Um, I just got an apartment and, you know, I'm, I don't, just, this is just not for me. So we talked, we exchanged information. And I remember walking away from that conversation thinking, man, this girl is so cool. Like, where was she at this whole time that I was on campus? And I say that to say that even when you're on your way to ruin your life or do something crazy, God still places people in your life at the exact moment to save your future and help you later on. Today, after that one conversation of me meeting her on the very last day that I moved off of campus to think I was like this amazing, wonderful adult, which I was very wrong, I met her the very last day. And to this day, me and that particular friend, my best friend in all the world, have been friends for 20 years. So talk about timing. What are the odds that I would run into this person on the last day? I had been going to school and going in and out of the dorms and in and out of class and never really connected with her anything until that very last day. And how did God know that that one interaction, that one timing that he orchestrated would be someone that would stay with me for the next 20 years in my life? So it's never too late for anything. And God strategically puts things at the perfect time in my life even when we don't even realize that we need it the most. So let's keep talking about time for a little bit. Everybody talks about timing and I need this and I'm ready for that and all this. But I want to ask you, are you really ready for what you're asking for? For example, people say, oh my gosh, it's about time I start making a million dollars. Well, are you really ready for riches if you can't manage money? Do you have a budget? Do you have a savings account? Are you really ready to be this next millionaire if you can't manage your checking account and your account is always overdrawn? Maybe you need more time to work on your finances before you become wealthy. What about success? Everybody's like, oh, it's my time to shine. I'm trying to do it big, all this. Well, success can come with a lot of other problems. Are you really ready to handle success if you have trust issues? Because when you're successful, you have to have a lot of people working with you to help you with your schedule, to help you book things, to all these things. And if you have trust issues when you get to a a heightened level, success is going to be really hard for you. So are you really working on your trauma and all the things that that will be necessary skills that you will have to have mastered by the time you're successful? Most of us don't want to do that. We just want the end result. And I struggle with that too. And I'll give you an example of that. So I just started working on my trauma at 37 years old. And one fear that I have about timing is that, honestly, sometimes I feel like I'm too late to be a good mom to my kids. You know, like I just started really going into therapy and I'm 37. I have four kids and I think to myself, oh, my God, I ruined their life and they're about to be an adult. I just figured out how to be a good mother to them. and when I talk to God about that. 
I feel like God said, well, you know what? You got to start somewhere sometime. And some people never start working on their trauma. So even though you feel like all those years you were an awful parent to your child, maybe the timing was perfect because maybe the skills that you're learning today are skills that they're going to need. And maybe at this season now, with you working on your trauma and trying to work on the pain and things that you haven't dealt with, maybe even if you feel like you were a bad mom for the first part of their life, maybe the skills that you decided to pick up now are going to help them as they become your adult kids. So don't worry about that. Because whatever you learned now, it's there's still time to be a great mom to your kids. And you have to start somewhere. And so when I, when I thought about it like that, I started feeling better about myself. Another real life example in my life uh, with me still being the age I am, I feel like I should be successful by now. You know, like, why am I still not having four or five cars and all this stuff? But when I, when I say that to myself, I have to ask the question of maybe you already are successful. And what does success even mean to you? And so when I thought about that, I thought, well, I have a roof over my head. My children are taken care of. I have a wonderful husband. I have a a beautiful home. I have a car. I have my health. I have my strength. I have my mental stability. I have a great support system. And so when I think about success now, I kind of think I already am successful. And maybe it's not demonstrated or it's not shown in having a whole bunch of clothes and a whole bunch of material things. But when I think about the things that truly matter, I had to redefine success. And I feel like I'm not on a timeline or a time crunch to be successful because to be quite honest with you, I'm already successful today. So as we wrap up our conversation about time, I want you to think about these things. The next time you feel like you are late in life, where you are not punctual or you are not where you're supposed to be, ask yourself by whose standards are you making that determination about your life and whose standards really matter, the world's, yours, or God's. Remember that what has your name on it will be there for you and it will happen no matter what. We all have a purpose in this life and competition with others isn't necessary when you think about it that way. I hope that you got something amazing from today's episode on timing. Thank you so much for listening to Faithfully Unscripted. And before we go, show some love by leaving a review for us on Apple Podcasts. And also, guys, I will officially say that this podcast is streaming in multiple places now. So it's not just on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow us so you don't miss the next episode.